airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Cherry B is over in Studio CC. Mm-hmm. And um, we have got to join in in the discussion today that's happening all across this country and around the world. I mean, if, if we were to be just honest about yeah. it, you know, if this is such a big deal. But we are talking about um, our president uh, being voted to to be impeached last night in the mm-hmm. House. Um, and of course, we have some thoughts about that. And we can look at this from a political perspective. But you know, the Addisons, you listen to us long enough that what we immediately want to pray through and begin to try to discern would be the spiritual implications of what's happening. Right. Um, not to not to just look on the surface of these things and, you know, to the sky's fall. I can't believe they did this. I can't believe this is happening. But to ask ourselves some real questions, um, especially questions, I think, that should be asked of the faithful living in this country mm-hmm. for the Christians. Right. Um, who are not just walking by sight, who are not just looking at what's happening and then sort of finding yourself uh, caught up on the ropes and then trying to come to, you know what I mean? Like that's, we're not always constantly in a daze like that. We are more discerning than that. And so we can see what is going on, but we have to have a conversation around what happened and, and, and even what is concerning for those of us who are living or attempting (laughs) to live faithfully in this country with, um, I would say a certain amount of, of expectations, yeah. right? You, you expect that, you know, you've got some rights in this country that have long been protected and upheld, and you expect to see that continue. But then also you've got to ask yourself some questions about people who are in positions of leadership and what that might tell us, or those people in positions of leadership mm-hmm. that are unfit to be there, mm-hmm. what that might tell us about God's disapproval of the way we have engaged mm. in the land in which we live. I think it tells us a lot. It does tell <laughs> us a lot, Will. And and I and I want us to take our time and I want us to break it down because unlike any other nation before us, we have people in office that we say we want you there. Mm-hmm. We want you there. We we want you so you so you've got you've got these elected officials who voted to impeach the president because they don't like him. Right. All right. (laughs) Right. So, so essentially, and I, I was, I was kind of just messing around with some definitions of impeach, you know, and I was just kind of, I was looking at this and I was thinking, what did Democrats in the house say last night that the, the, the definition of impeach is, Right. What did they say? So this is what this is what House Democrats said last night, that the definition of impeach is a verb. It's the act of politically unfriending a president. (laughs) 
to charge one with whom you disagree <laughs> with being mean. It's to shove a perceived bully up against a high school locker. <laughs> it is to get even. Now, let me tell you something. That's serious, right? Because all across this country right now, you've got some very, and I'm going to be very careful here, and I mean this in a, in a literal sense. I don't mean this in, I, I, I don't mean this in a pejorative sense at all. Mm-hmm. I mean this in a literal sense. You've got some very ignorant individuals who now think that impeachment is getting rid of someone you don't like. Right. <laughs> you've, got, you've got an uninformed generation yeah. right now who will forever and will teach their children and the children after them will teach them that impeachment is the process of and watch this. And I'm and I'm I am overstating this on purpose, because if you check some of the social media footprint, oh, man, you will see that this is what people think. So you've got some very ignorant people who will teach their children and the children after them that impeachment is the official removal from office of a person you do not like. Yeah. So you've got people and guys, you think I'm making it up. You just go check some of these people's social media footprints. They're sitting around waiting. They're like, well, who's the next president going to be? Yeah. I I was talking to someone who (laughs) who shared with me that on on their social media page, that someone actually say, yeah, now it goes back to who was in office before. Like, oh, come on. No, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Well, don't. Okay, look, it's bad. You don't need to make stuff up. I thought he was joking, but. You don't need to make stuff up. (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) I said, no. Like, yep. This week, look, we are living in a very desperate time. (laughs) And it is the responsibility of mature Christians to be faithful, not just outwardly, right? Not just in the public square, but to be faithful privately. Because the fact of the matter is this, when you have elected officials who are unfit, there are two approaches you can take when you look at this. One, you can say God has allowed those people to be in office as a judgment against the people Mm. who elect them. Or two, you can say, well, what are you going to do? When the people who elect these unfit mm. leaders are just like them themselves. Well, <laughs> well, guys, this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. Is. You've got you've got like I, I was I was engaged in a, in a short dialogue, a brief dialogue mm-hmm. on on Facebook because I don't you know, I don't have a whole lot of time to babysit that and go back mm-hmm. and forth. And in the end, it's just not worth it to me. But you've got one individual who's like, you know, basically, this president has said this. This president has been vulgar. This president has been immoral. This president and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and which one of the things that you just listed are impeachable offenses? (laughs) Which ones? And this is what and this is what I say. Look, so there are people who are on the fence. There are independents, which, by the way, the independents are going pro Trump. Because they see how ridiculous this has been on the part of the Democrats. Yeah, that's sad. Right? <laughs> so, so, so my thing is to everybody who thinks, yay, this is good. I didn't think he needed to be in office anyway. Oh, this is, or you, feel, you feel kind of like, you know, vindicated. There are people who are like, no, this was, this was good. He needed to go. I want you to step back for a second. And this is what I, this is what I tell people. Look, <laughs> I want you to step back for a second. Because as you applaud the Democrats' ability 
to will an impeachment and carry it out from nothing, <laughs> from nothing. Yeah. Okay. So from day one, if you think back to this, you know, cause I, I was reading some information and there are a lot of people who are saying, you know, from the very beginning, I even shared a video from the very beginning, mm-hmm. they've been calling for the president to be it impeached. Okay. Yeah, that is true. But it began even before that when, when electors were told, Hey, don't, don't worry about, um, the will of the people in your state, mm. right? You need to cast your vote for Hillary Clinton. Don't, don't worry about the will of the people. In other words, what Democrats were saying and they are saying now is that Americans are too dumb Man. to know what's best for them. They don't know how to pick a president. We know how to pick a president. We can't trust them to be smart like us. So we've got to act on their behalf. And if we can't get there with Russia, then we can get there with Ukraine. When it's and, and, and let me tell you something that is amazing. I don't know, and I and I I think that you read this yesterday, Will, but the president's letter to Nancy Pelosi. No, I didn't read all of it. Who, no. by the way, let me say this. Let me say this. And I again wanna be careful, wanna be gracious, you know. Um Nancy Pelosi should be ashamed of herself. She should be, but she, you know, she's Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> she got bullied. I think should should be embarrassed. Yes, she should be embarrassed. I think I don't she know is. If, if if any of our listeners had an opportunity to see, but she wouldn't even take reporters' questions on impeachment right today, and ask them if they wanted to talk about more important matters. Like Wait, happened. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> like that was a small little thing. Oh, little. What are you? What are you talking about, lady? Yeah. That's. It's nonsensical. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And I'm going to tell you something. And I, you know, I was, um, you know, I think as the president said in his letter to Nancy Pelosi, there are not um, many people who could endure what he has endured with the kind of gains that he's made for this country, with what he has done for our nation. I mean, when you have a person who is accused of abusing his power and the person of whom it is said that he has abused his power, right? That mm-hmm. or against whom it's said is saying president of Ukraine is saying, no, that's not, that's not <laughs> what he did. Right. No, I didn't see it. That, no, that's not what happened. And you got other people. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> Who wasn't even on happened. the call or any, even, like, yeah, people saying that, that wasn't even witnesses really. Look, it is, it is upsetting. I, I found, I found myself, you know, um, and, and it's the more you think about these things, you know, the more you try to focus and you try not to um, get caught up in so much of the surface level detail mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and get off into the woods. Because what we try to focus on really are the spiritual implications of what we see happening around us. Mm-hmm. Right. And I will tell you now, as I said, from day one, there is something spiritually significant about the election of this president. Mm -hmm. There is something that upsets some very dark forces in this country when the witches are casting spells. Right. Okay. When people are howling like banshees, (laughs) you understand what Mm -hmm. I'm saying, Mm -hmm. right? When there is no safe space anywhere. I mean, (laughs) everybody's so easily triggered because of the election of this president. There is something happening in a realm that we do not see that deserves our attention. I agree. I agree with that. And so now here we are and and all of this 
um, I, I look not to overuse terms, but all mm-hmm. of this demonic interference and all of this stuff that's been going on. Now it all culminates in what we saw last night. And then remember how the Democrats were. We've got to we've got to move quickly with this because we've got an election coming up and we don't want to interfere in that. And we've right. got to move quickly. We've um, got to get this all through. Yep. And now ahead. all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi or Nancy Pelosi is deciding that she's going to hold these two flimsy, ridiculous, disgusting articles. It's They're not going to go to the Senate. It's this all is, political. Look, guys, <laughs> I try. I try to focus on, you know, <laughs> big picture stuff. Yeah. Okay. But this is disgusting, guys. Yeah. This is disgusting. This is. Um, this affects our understanding in this country mm-hmm. of what people who are in political power how they're supposed to serve. Do you understand? I think it's like why so this... many people dislike politics. I mean, yeah. you you see the corruption, you see the lies, you see all this stuff that's going on with this uh, impeachment. I would say like the president say sham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you see all this stuff and it's like, man, you, it repulses you. Yeah. I mean, you take a step back and this is, this is what I would say to anyone who says, well, the president did this, you know, I don't, I don't like the kind of language that the president uses. And that's what Christians say. There are Christians who are uh, looking at this and saying, well, I mean, you know, he's been immoral in his past and they're saying, I don't like the kind of language Mm -hmm. that he uses. That's what Christians are saying. And they're, you know, that's an attempt to be pious and and to be, I'm on the side of morality, but that's not an impeachable offense. Mm -hmm. Right. That's not an impeachable offense. The president, his, his remarks did not violate any law. Mm-hmm. He didn't break any law. His 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 request for assistance from the president of Ukraine was not a violation of any law and it was not an abuse of power. And I want to say this, too, because, you know, one of the things that um, that people have said and even and again, woefully uninformed, let me say it that way, or underinformed individuals. Well, he said, will you help us out? Mm-hmm. He meant the Trump campaign. Did he also <laughs> mean the Trump campaign? When he was at a rally, oh, remember this? And he said, he said, we're going to help the African-Americans. We're going to, we're going to, our African-Americans have been done. No, he's talking about the United States of America, people. <laughs> he's talking about the country as a whole. Right. Help us out. If there, if there's been corruption, we need you to look into this. The United States. Right. Right. That's how the president talks. And you know what? These people know this. <laughs> it upsets me, Will the Great. Yeah, it upsets me. It's crazy. My voice does rise a little bit. <laughs> it's crazy. I still love Jesus. All right, I'm going <laughs> to grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. everyone I am on my way to the United States House floor to impeach 
President Trump. On behalf of my incredible district, 13 District Strong. Let's do this. Oh Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's <laughs> on American Family Radio. That's a clip from Twitter. Mm. Representative Rashida Tlaib, you know. She's elated. She's happy. She Man, had a big smile on is, her face. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, it's, that's it's, not a somber that's, you moment You know what that is? That's her. a somber, solemn moment yeah, right. for the Democrats. That's yeah, what Nancy's right. talking Did about. Did you see that's what, when Nancy Pelosi, like when they, when they made the vote and everything and they voted on the first article? Uh, people start like some of the Democrats started to cheer or whatever, and she did this look like a old like um, auntie or something like be quiet. Like yeah, she's trying to stop don't them reveal, from yeah, don't reveal your how true happy heart we are. Here. <laughs> don't reveal what's going on. Look, let me say something, and I, I I want people to understand, and I you know, I don't think that um, I don't think that the body of Christ should divide over political disagreement. Mm-hmm. I I I believe that we should agree to disagree. Now, look, if you would be mature, if you can handle a conversation, I'll tell you what my beliefs are. I'll tell you what my convictions are, why I vote the way I vote, why I engage the way I engage. If at the end of that conversation you disagree with me, we can disagree respectfully, but we don't have to divide the body of Christ. I hate to see that happening. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When you look at this president and when you look at the the all out war. Yeah. I want people to understand something. And this, man, this can only be spiritually discerned. I'm I'm telling you. And this is not about Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. This is about what God has put in his heart to do. Mm -hmm. I want people to understand Mm -hmm. that. If you look at his work, if you look at what this president has done, the reason now, look, his personality doesn't help. Okay. Because he's (laughs) he's got a strong personality. But if people who are discerning will look beyond that, you will see that you've look, listen, you've got people who've been more wordy. Mm-hmm. OK, you've got people who've been more reckless. Mm-hmm. Right. You've got you've got people who've been caught on hot mics. Mm-hmm. All right. OK. And, and you didn't see the kind of things happening to them that's happened to this president. Why? You have to ask. This is a spiritual question. Why is this happening? Because God has placed something in this president that God has intended for him to do. It is the reason he won against all odds. Mm-hmm. Let me tell look, guys, you can, you, people can argue with me on this if they want, and that's fine. And I'm not saying that just because we don't agree that you're not spiritually discerning. I'm not saying that. But I am telling you that in the history of this country, we have not seen the types of spiritual manifestations that we've seen. Yeah. It has almost been sort of (laughs) almost a literal manifestation of like howling banshees. That's all across this country. That's what's been going on. Just people writhing and crying out and all sorts of, you know, and why? Yeah. Why? It does and doesn't have much to do with the man, Donald Trump. Yeah. As much as it has everything to do with what God put him in office to do. And I, I think and, what I think what makes it complicated for the Christian is what mm-hmm. you just said to to be able to discern that, but yet not be co-opted by a party or something and be able to s- still speak truth when, when truth needs to be to be spoken. 
So That's important. Can we see what's going on and the spiritual implications and how God did give a reprieve yet mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, speak with a prophetic voice and say when something is wrong, even if the president does it, that is wrong, yes. you know, and not be conflicted and say and to the point where we feel like, oh, we're, we're piling on the president. We're not doing that. You, you see that's what I'm saying? What, that's the thing that that's complicated, I think, for Christians. I agree with you, but that's where the Christian has to stay mm-hmm. to maintain our integrity. Amen. To maintain our integrity and our prophetic voice. So I would say for the Christian um, engaging in culture and understanding politics and our political involvement and, and even stewarding our vote mm-hmm. for the Christian, we have got to be unpredictable to politicians. Come on. I agree. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be able to always show up in our face and know how we're going to vote if they say these words, if they do these things. We should, they and, should yeah. always be afraid of us because the Christians have discernment. And look, we say that, and I'll just, and this is a different comparison, but we say that concerning the black community, that this, it shouldn't be always where, you know, one party can come and say, I got you. You know, but for the Christian, even how, how much greater we have, yeah. you know, having discernment to understand what's going on to, and to know that, you know, uh, when something is wrong, we need to maintain that uh, uh, power to, to say this is wrong. You know? Yeah, because because unlike unlike color, mm-hmm. the spirit truly is the difference maker. Yeah. You understand so what I'm how saying? Much like, more? So even even more. Yeah. More so we should be able to discern. And then carry ourselves according to that discernment. Exactly. So that means that, look, that means that any person who seeks political office should never quite be like 100% certain how the evangelicals are going to vote. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. That should, and which, by the way, let me, let me say this too. I think that you had a lot of liberals who thought that they were going to hold evangelicalism over evangelical voters' heads. Mm. Right. I can't believe you believe this and you voted this way. Right. But every evangelical <laughs> should be able to make the case for how he or she voted. Yeah. And how he or she intends to vote in the future. Yeah. Here are I the agree. issues that are on the line. Like, you know, there are people who say things like, oh, you guys are just you're uh, one issue voters. No, I'm not. I'm not a one <laughs> issue voter. I'm a major issues voter. Right. <laughs> I'm a major issues voter. Right. You tell people that I'm not a one issue voter. I'm not a single issue. I'm a major issues voter. And there are some major mm-hmm. issues going down in this country that invite God's judgment on our land. Right. If we don't cast our vote in a direction that says we stand against that wickedness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Look, so turning to the spiritual implications of this and, and you know, just just prayerfully for the people of God when we look at this and and, and we can mince it all down. And, and you guys know we have a an incredible lineup all across American family radio where we can look at all the political implications. We understand what happens next. We're not, we're not like Meek Mill waiting to see when, (laughs) when the president leaves the white house. I mean, come on, that's ridiculous, man. That's that's, they're like, so who's, who's it going to be next now? Who, who, no, just just really. Wait, he said that? Uh, Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Meek Mill. Wow. He said I, me, the, the rapper Meek Mill. OK, yeah, yeah. I've never seen one of these before. So who's our next president? This is a tweet <laughs> coming from the rapper Meek Mill. I've never seen one of these go Man. down before. Who's our next president? And, and then somebody replies to him. Obama. Oh. What? This is, but let me tell you, the Democrats <laughs> wow. have created this type of environment. excuse me, they've created this type of community, right? Where you don't need to know a lot, but please 
Get in the voting booth. Mm. You don't need to know a lot. Mm. We, but please, please show up. Please, please. Jay-Z, Beyonce, please come on out and, and stump for Hillary. Man. We don't need to know what That's her policies sad. are. We don't need to know where she stands on issues. We don't need to see a record <laughs> of anything that she's done wow. to help us wherever we live. It doesn't matter. Just, just she's a Democrat. And so, you know, you are too. But that's, <laughs> but that's, that's what it is, you know? Man. So I say all of that to say mm-hmm. there can be and should be discussion about what happens next, that there should be a trial in the Senate, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There should be discussion about that so that people understand what's going on. But where the Addisons would like to focus at this moment really would be the spiritual implications of what we see reflected in elected officials in this country. Mm. And what I was thinking about, and we want to have a conversation around this, is in Exodus. And you remember, we were talking about this recently, how um, Moses' father-in-law gives him some instruction Mm -hmm. yeah, for how he is to divide up people so that uh, these people can be overseen and so that it won't tax him so much. Right. And we find this in Exodus chapter 18, but also in this passage of scripture, you see a wise sort of requirement or standard for the character of these leaders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, uh, one boy. thing, one other thing we see is a huge amount of, of humility over the one who will be leader over them all. Like yes. to re- to receive this type That's of right. uh, so humility is a strong quality for leadership. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Go ahead. In Exodus chapter 18, I'm going to start at verse 17. Um the Bible says this, Moses's father-in-law said to him, "What are you or what you are doing is not good. You and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out." For the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. Now obey my voice. I will give you advice and God be with you. You shall represent the people before God and bring their cases to God. And you shall warn them about the statutes and the laws and make them know the way in which they must walk and what they must do. Mm. So the first instruction is that the people have to know the way that they they must walk and mm-hmm. what they must do. Yeah. So in other words, there must be self-governance first. These people have to know what's right to do first. Okay, <laughs> guys, I'm telling you, the Bible does not leave <laughs> us blind to anything. All right. So first of all, make sure that these people know how to live rightly. That's right. That's self-governance, right? That's, that's, ma'am, that's what we value in this country. And that's the only way that Amer- I'm looking at America, too. That's the only way that it works if you have a people who know what to do, what right to do. Could we call do. that a moral people? Yes, a moral people. <laughs> this does not work without a moral people, as we are seeing, <laughs> you know, more and more in, in this country. And we're getting the result of our immorality. Yeah. We're getting the result of our Im- immorality. Again, Exodus chapter 18, I'm going to pick up at verse 20. And you shall warn them about the statutes and the laws and make them know the way in which they must walk and what they must do. Verse 21. Moreover, <laughs> look for able men from all the people who fear God, Boom. who are trustworthy mm-hmm. and hate a bribe. Mm-hmm. And place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, of tens. And let them judge the people at all times. Mm -hmm. Every great matter they shall bring to you, 
but in a small matter, they shall decide themselves. So it'll be easier for you and they will bear the burden with you. Mm -hmm. If you do this, God (laughs) will direct you. You will be able to endure. And all this people also will go to their place in peace. Mm. So we're failing in this country because we have people in positions of leadership who are not able to be there. They don't fear God. Mm. They're not trustworthy and they love a bribe. Mm. Man. So now the question then becomes when we see things happen, like what happened last night in Washington, who do we blame for that? Man. Who do we blame for that? And to your point, and to the Bible's point about not having people that love a bribe, this is why you can't get any of them out of office. No. <laughs> That's This is why they're like <laughs> up there and still and been there for like 40 something years because they keep bringing home the bacon. And so the people keep electing them because they're doing some type of favor for their states. And they're and they're there over and over and over and over and over again because they love a bribe. They love money mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that um, when you start to look at God's judgment on a nation and you start to look at um, the, I guess, most powerful displays of rot and decay, it's in the leadership. Mm. It's in the leadership mm-hmm. when there is judgment. Look, if you even in, in, in Isaiah, you look at the judgment that the Lord um, brought on on Israel. You look at what the Lord um, held against his people. It was enacted or it was carried out by um, irresponsible leadership hmm. being in position over them. Yeah. Leadership that didn't care about them. Yeah. Leadership that didn't love them. And this was judgment. This wasn't just, oh, you know, it just so happens. In fact, if you look at Isaiah, Isaiah prophesied, Isaiah foretold what would happen. That the people of God Mm -hmm. would have immature leadership, that children would rule Mm -hmm. over them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. So when you've got Rashida Tlaib in her pouty red lips and red suits and, and, you know, and and, and, oh, my goodness. (laughs) Look, guys, I mean, you know, and it's not it's not. It's not laughable like in haha. Mm. It is it's it's sad. It is. It's sad. And so when we start talking about and let me I'm going to make this very clear here. When we start talking about taking our country back and we start talking about man, what's going on in the United States of America? I don't recognize where I live anymore. There's a work that we have to do at the local level and let me talk mm-hmm. about that, okay? Spiritually speaking is what I'm talking about. Amen. If you want to have better leaders, then you need people who fear God. Come that on. means people need the gospel. Point blank. You know, one of um one of the one of the judgments that was um prophesied that was fulfilled in, in Isaiah chapter three, where the Lord says through the prophet that all of the skilled men would be carried away. And we know that this mm-hmm. happened when um when when uh, the people of God were exiled to Babylon, right. That they took the most skilled among them and they, they, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and so then they were just, <laughs> I mean, they're, you know, no mm-hmm. offense to anybody who was left behind, but they're, you know, it's not the best, right? right? The best have all gone to Babylon. They've been taken away in service to this King. And so there, do you know that right now it's increasingly more difficult for us to get upstanding, skillful, the best people to run for political office, 
because it's become a sham in our culture. Mm. Nobody wants to subject their family right. to that. Right. Nobody wants to be outside cutting their lawn and then bulldozed by some on, criminal man. who breaks their ribs. You understand? No one wants to subject their family to being cussed out on airplanes because they seek political office. Right. This is judgment, people. Can't go to a restaurant, you know. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Hosts is taken away from Jerusalem and from Judah, support and supply. All support of bread and all support of water. The mighty man and the soldier, the judge and the prophet, the diviner and the elder, the captain of 50 and the man of rank, the counselor and the skillful magician and the expert in charms. And I will make boys their princes and infants mm. shall rule over them. And the people will oppress one another, everyone his fellow and everyone his neighbor. The youth will be insolent in, to the elder. The youth will be insolent to the elder and the despised to the honorable. Wow. For a man will take hold of his brother in the house of his father saying, you have a cloak. You shall be our leader. <laughs> and this heap of ruins, this shall be your rule. <laughs> wow. This shall be that which you will rule over this heap of ruins. <laughs> in that day, he will speak out saying, I will not be a healer. In my house, there is neither bread nor cloak. You shall not make me leader of the people. And verse 8 tells us why. This is Isaiah chapter 3, by the way. For Jerusalem has stumbled and Judah has fallen because their speech and their deeds are against the Lord, defying his glorious presence. For the look on their faces bears witness against them. They proclaim their sin like Sodom. Mm. They do not hide it. Woe to them, for they have brought evil on themselves. Now, this is encouraging. This is encouraging to those who are faithful in this country. Mm. Verse 10 says, tell the righteous that it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their deeds. But verse 11 says, woe to the wicked. It shall be ill with them. Listen. I'm not saying at all, and I want people to understand that I am not saying that we are Israel or we are Jerusalem or we are Judah. But when we look at the Old Testament, we understand God's right judgment. Yeah. And we understand that no nation escapes rebellion or thumbing their nose at God. He raises up nations. He destroys them. They are exalted. They are brought low by the Lord God. And we are not special and that we can do whatever we want and think that we continue this get out of jail free card kind of a thing. You mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like we can we can look at Israel. We can look at God's people and we can say, oh, man, I can't believe they just didn't get it over and over and over again. <laughs> and God was so merciful to them. And God was so, so faithful to them. 
And here we are in the United States of America where we boast and we brag about being a Christian nation. And then we have discussions about are we post-Christian? Are we, you know, were we ever Christian? And we have all, and what a luxurious discussion that is, you know, that we get to sit and talk about that. When the reality is that in our country, we told God that marriage can be redefined. Mm. The reality of it is in our country, we have comedians joke about their abortions publicly and declare, Michelle Wolf, I'm looking at you, <laughs> that I feel like God when I abort a child. Mm-hmm. Guys, this is what we're dealing with. This is why we have elected officials who don't even have a conscience. They don't even have a conscience. They, they don't even. And Well, I mean, I guess some do. I guess some do have have a conscience. Two or three, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But largely speaking, they don't have a conscience. And why? Because inevitably, a nation gets what she desires. Hmm. Yep. So if we want to have a departure from God, if we want to, and, and here's the thing, you know, right. I, I, I think what we miss in this conversation is that there is, you know, there is a responsibility that Christians have to hold the line. Yeah. But we have failed. Christians have secularized. A nation doesn't just secularize. It's people secularize. Mm. (laughs) Okay, Mm -hmm. a nation, Mm -hmm. it's land, it's borders, right? But it's the people. So it's it's the, the Christians... It's the it's the 93 percent of Americans who don't have a biblical worldview. And so this is what we get. This is why we wake up in the morning and we're scratching our head and we're saying, well, how do we get here where we have these kinds of people? I will tell you this, though. There is an opportunity. That people have to show their. Um, their frustration. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see. But you know what often happens? What happens is people are appalled in the pews. They hear about things going on and Mm -hmm. then they're passive at the polls. They're like, oh, what difference does it make? Yeah. Does it matter? Yeah. It's never enough to really spur them on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Anyways. That's my two cents. You're right on that. On impeachment. And and you're right that, you know, a, a nation will get what she desires. You know, God even did it with Israel. They wanted a king. And he told them, you know, what would be the outcome of that. But that's what they wanted. You know, they wanted to seek. They wanted to be governed by somebody else rather than God. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think what we're dealing with in this country, we, you know, more and more are turning our backs on God. Don't want mm-hmm. God. But, you know, uh, and, and, and it's evident because the way that it's set up here, that the people who are in office are put in by us. So yeah. what does that say about us? It says a lot. It says a lot. And again, I'm not trying to make us Israel. I'm I'm not trying to say that we are, you know, we've Mm -hmm. already had this conversation. Right. Listen to yesterday's show. All right. We're (laughs) we're clear. We're not replacing nobody. And and who we are not. Right. Right. But what I'm saying is that the Lord, our God, is immutable. Mm -hmm. He changes not. Mm -hmm. So for us to think that, you know, (laughs) that we can just, um, man, I, I, I feel like it's 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 almost like we're just, um. What is the best word to describe it? It's 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 like 
let me just say this. We are mishandling. That's probably the nicest way I can put it. We are mishandling the grace and mercy of God Mm. on our nation. Mm. I'll put it that way. Mishandling. There's stronger words, but mishandling is what I can muster right now. And for us to think that God, you know, that the Lord in 21st century America is, you know, that he's some, you know, (laughs) you know, it just doesn't matter. Like us defending the holiness and righteousness of God doesn't matter. You know, we should mourn. I, man, um, um, Peter LaBarbera, of Americans for Truth about homosexuality, he said something uh, to me in a in a Facebook message, maybe about a year ago, and he said he said, look, you know, he said we need marches for marriage. Mm. He said we have a march for life every year. He said every year we need a march for marriage. He said we need Christians who are standing up and saying, no, man, we no, we reject this. Lord, forgive us. Like we need to be mourning every year that we thought ourselves big enough. Mm to redefine what God has already defined. And for some reason, let me, you know, for some reason, Christians largely, and I thank God for our organization, but you've got a lot of Christians who are ready to just move on from that. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, that's, that's already settled. No, God judges that. That's right. That's right. You know, this is, this is not just a, (laughs) this is not just an activist moment. You know, where we say, I can't believe Hallmark is running commercials. We don't understand how egregious these open, high-handed displays of sinful rebellion against God are. We don't understand that. And then when we have things like this and we look at, you know, that there, you don't have people that are worthy of your vote. (laughs) You're like, man, I mean, I mean, look, and it's kind of comical, but you look on the Democrat side and it's every one of them shows up to their debates getting out of clown cars. (laughs) Like, that's what they're, you know what I mean? But it's like, that's, that's what you get. That's what you get. And, and if you think on the Republican side that we're immune to that, you Mm -hmm. think that that would never happen. (laughs) (laughs) Be an idolater. Be an idolater. Turn away from God and see what happens. Because of the, the man, look, anyways, um, (laughs) I mentioned Michelle Wolf. And mm-hmm. I want to give you yeah. the details of this story. We'll put the link in, in the podcast so you can go and look at it later. This is one of the most uh, disgusting stories that I have read and um, just certainly unbelievable. But she recently in her Netflix comedy special joked about abortion. And she joked that. And by the way, if you're like, who is Michelle Wolf? She has done this before. She has, you know, um, celebrated the 4th of July Um, Mm -hmm. talking about getting an abortion, you know, on Netflix and and Netflix, Netflix. And I hate to describe Netflix as a person. okay, (laughs) because, you know, it's a company that, you know, is made up of people. But I'm going to just do it. Netflix hates God. All right. You can go to AFA.net right now and look at an action alert, a call to action that's written by Tim Wildman. Netflix has something that I I can't even open my mouth to express most recently what they're doing. And so if you're still if you're still (laughs) subscribing to Netflix, you just need to know that as a Christian, they don't care about you. And they're high handed with it and they're high handed with it. Yeah. So if you feel like you just can't live without some shows that come on Netflix, man, you know, (laughs) what do I say to that? I'm sorry. Yeah. 
you know, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry that there are some things that are just more precious to you than Jesus. You're like, Miggy, that's so heavy. (laughs) Okay, then just fine. I'm leaving it just like that. Anyway, Michelle Wolf has a Netflix comedy special. Mm -hmm. This may be the second one. And if you if you don't remember her from her Netflix comedy special, you remember her at the I think it was the correspondence dinner or something like that where she mocked uh, Sarah Sanders. You remember? Yeah. And uh, that's kind of her. Everybody was talking about that for a while. Anyway, most recently she was talking about joking about abortion. She's just radically pro the murder of babies. And I'm going to quote her here. And if you you know, if you're sensitive to this and you can't hear it and I understand it. It's certainly if you've got little kids listening, you know, this is not, you know. But I'll quote her here. This is what she said, quote, in her Netflix special. Um, you know how my abortion made me feel? I'm quoting Michelle Wolf here. Very powerful. You know how people say you can't play God? I walked out of there being like, move over, Morgan Freeman. I am God. Wow. Wow. People, this is what we are dealing with in the United States of America. Do you understand? This is this is this is what we're dealing with. So when you have a president who is unashamed and who is not, you know, mealy mouth, we 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 call it soup mouth. Mm -hmm. They always you have some politicians who whenever they speak, it always sounds like they're having a good bowl of soup because they don't know how to really, they don't speak with certainty. They're weak and just, you know, I don't like that. <laughs> but you have a you have a president who is pro-life. <laughs> I mean, who is unapologetically pro-life. That's right. You want to know why the witches come out? <laughs> Do you understand how many sacrifices we have allowed to be made in this country to Moloch. <laughs> you want to know the blood of babies is crying out from the ground in this country? And so you have a president who says, well, look, we're going to stop funding that. And you've, you've got all these Republicans who are like, well, you know, we tried. You know, we just, and the, <laughs> we're going to do it. Okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. And you think Satan likes that? Like you think, you know, and I know, look, I know if you're if you're not comfortable hanging out, talking about spiritual things, this makes you uncomfortable. So you're in and out. You're like, Miki, I'm with you when you get political. But when you get spiritual, I check out. Let me tell you something. If you want to understand the political, you better understand the spiritual. Amen. (laughs) Because they are linked. (laughs) There are people who have a vested interest. And seeing us continue to slaughter babies in this country is connected to financial gain. And whenever you whenever you start exposing and casting out spirits that where there's a financial component to it, you're going to upset that region. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we're seeing happen in our country right now. Michelle Wolf, she felt like God when she killed her unborn child. Netflix plays it. Netflix celebrates suicide. Netflix openly and disgustingly mocks Jesus around Christmas. And, 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 but we consume it. You understand? We are desensitized to it because we consume it because this is a part of our entertainment, right? This is what we just love to do. 
that and fried chicken after church. That's I mean, that's that's what we do. So if you're to be outraged over what happened last night with the ridiculous impeachment of a president <laughs> that they've been talking about impeachment from day one. Day one. They have they are so brazen that they publicly discuss what would need to happen for him to be impeached. So it's like if he, I mean what what would it need to be? What would we need? And then they do it. We have to take a look at the people. Yeah. Because we put those officials in office. Yep. We elect them. Rashida Tlaib is there because of people electing her. That's right. We're out of time for today. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.